0: If you don't like Matthias Cranewitter, or Ankel Correa, we can't be friends I'm afraid, welcome to Hand of Pop. Ladies and gentlemen, to episode 198 of Hand of Pod. I'm Sam Kelly, I'm your host for the week, as usual. Um, And I'm joined this week by Andrés. Hello, how are you? And by a very special guest, Mariano.
1: Hey, Sam. Welcome back, Mariano. It's been a long
0: time. I think the last time was during the Club World Cup.
1: No, there was one time after, I think around March or April. Oh, you're right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That. Uh, your no. former
0: apartment, I think. Yeah. Yes, ah, oh, that's right. Former yeah, studio, different.
1: not the yeah. apartment, sorry. Indeed. Studio.
0: Um, the first thing I'm going to mention is that I do still have a slight residual cough. Listeners from last week's episode will remember that I was a bit stuffed up. The cold's better now. Still got a bit of a dry cough, so I'm going to apologize now if, when the other two are talking, you hear some coughing in the background. I will obviously try not to. Um, and
2: rain doesn't help. Either. It's... No, it's bloody wet outside If 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 we could translate rain into goals that we considered, we should uh, have to score a lot because uh, I think that six or seven times I came here, four were rainy.
0: Yeah, it's been remarkably wet, really, since we moved in. We've had these late winter storms, although today's not really a storm, it's just a shower. But anyway, our listeners don't care about this. Um, We are sponsored, our listeners should care about that, supported By the Argentina Independent, who are a fine source of English language news, current affairs, photo essays, historical bits and pieces, and whatnot from Argentina and across the rest of Latin America as well. You can read them for free on argentinaindependent.com. Follow them on Twitter at Argentina Indy. That's Argentina I N D Y. We thank them very much for the support in the form of booze. So here's to you, Argentina Independent. Cheers. slice clanking in the glass. as usual, we shall get on first of all with the scores from the weekend just gone because in spite of this being a FIFA date, as we explained last week, there were matches in the Argentine league anyway uh, because the Argentine league is silly, essentially. Well, it's not quite the reason. The actual reason was that that bloke died a couple of months no, ago. not the league, but
2: the ones that uh, managed the league.
1: They make the decisions. Those yes. are the silly ones. <laughs>
0: Precisely, indeed. Um, the results from the Primera went as follows. Tigre 2, Godoy Cruz 1. Banfield 1, Argentinos Juniors 1, Crucero del Norte 1, Lanús 3, Rosario Central 1, Arsenal de Sarandí Nil, so somebody kept a clean sheet at least. Then there was another one, Colón Nil, Sarmiento 1, Huracán 1, Independiente 1, uh, Defensa Justicia 1, Newell's Old Boys Nil, Tempele 2, Belgrano 1, Nueva Chicago 1, River Plate 4, San Martín de San Juan 3, Vélez 1, Boca Juniors Nil, San Lorenzo de Almagro 1, Olimpo nil, Union nil, Racing 2, Gymnasia nil, Atletico de Rafaela 2, Quilmes 4. I don't think many people oh, saw that one coming the of best game. game of the week. <laughs> it was, um, I turned over an hour in to watch the other match and, uh, and then somebody mentioned the score on Twitter and I thought, hang on a second, <laughs> it was only 1-0 when I turned over about 15 minutes ago. Um, and Estudiantes de La Plata 2, Aldo Civi, 1 were the scores. And as we record, and as uh, we are saying that Lanús have just taken a 1-0 lead against Vélez-Southfield in the Copa Argentina quarter-finals. That's 32 minutes in. So we'll keep you up to date with that as we go, because mercifully, there are no late matches this week, apart from just this one. So probably, maybe we won't quite finish when this match finishes, but if we don't, then I'll give you the score at the end after the theme tune. Anyway, let's go through the big five, shall we? From the weekend sure. just gone, and we will talk, of course, about Argentina's two friendlies a little later. But as they're only friendlies, we're going to give the priority to the meaningful football. Um, and we will start. We might as well start with the all-big-five clash of last weekend between Boca and San Lorenzo, Mariano's team. I'm assuming you just come on this week because you're back at the top of the league.
1: Yes, now, right? of course. If we had lost, <coughs> I wouldn't be here. Of course, uh, was a. I was very nervous about this game because uh, Boca win could have left us uh, five points behind. And even if there are still seven rounds left, five points is a lot. Plus the confidence thing that comes with a win in a a derby. So it was a really big win for for San Lorenzo. Boca managed the ball. There are no doubts about that. I think probably possession was like 80, 20 or something like that. But I mean, it doesn't matter. It's the way San Lorenzo plays. Uh, because if you count the clear chances both uh, teams had, there wasn't such a big difference between both uh, teams. Uh, Boca probably had the best ones. San Lorenzo had a few counterattacks, and the game was decided on a huge mistake by a young kid, Rodrigo Betancur, who gave the ball to San Lorenzo uh, Mauro Matos in the last minute of the game.
0: After having, as well, everybody kind of jumped on Bentancura afterwards for this, but I thought by and large he's had a pretty decent game, given that he's really kind of a deep-sitting midfielder and he was asked to replace Carlos Tevez as the number 10 for that match. He's only 18,
1: yeah, and yeah, probably he tried to uh, move the ball around and I don't know why he went to that position. to. uh, get in touch with the ball because uh, I mean there was no need in the 91st minute of the game <laughs> You don't want to take any risks But uh, it's
2: not the only the only player that does that kind of things he, he does not Gago did the same pass yes. and he didn't finish in goal but Because uh, the, I think Charito or I don't remember yeah, who it was uh, Missed put the chance. ball uh, Upside up, up, up from the from the bar, but
0: Gago has less of an excuse of course, he's much more experienced and is playing for the national team and shouldn't do that kind of thing, but we will move on to but something that national team a little later.
1: Sorry. Something that not a lot of people said is that uh, it was not only his mistake, I mean San Lorenzo forced that, that mistake. There were five San Lorenzo players uh, putting pressure on, uh, on on Boca on that play in the ninety first minute of the game. And Julio Buffarini uh, right defender was the guy that uh, pushed him to do that mistake. Mm. So
2: uh, <laughs> it's hard it's to play San Lorenzo because uh, it is installed in the media and, and and the supporters that they are defensive because Bausa is defensive, but uh, as he says, uh, San Lorenzo are uh, massively on, in, the, in the side of Boca side and and uh, that exactly. of course made uh, Betancourt not to do not not. Know what to do with the ball,
1: and then. exactly. There was no uh, bus parked uh, yeah. <laughs> on the on the box. Uh, San Lorenzo was putting some pressure, and of course they can't do that the, the whole game because it's a very old team. And age average is above thirty years, so it's not like they can do that for the whole game. But that's where that's why it's a very good team and very intelligent team because they know when to do it and. Even if, uh, yeah, the media says that Sadrars is a very defensive team, be, well, it has the best defence in the league, I think by far three or four goals less conceded than River. I think River is the second-best defensive team. River with a yeah, one so game less played.
0: So have let in 13 goals. Uh, Racing have actually got the second-best
1: defence. They've let in 16. Oh, so we played game fewer. Uh, exactly, because uh, Racing has uh, been yeah. post- uh, suspended against Cody Cruz. But also San Lorenzo is one of the <coughs> top three scoring teams, right? Yeah, like uh, 35-5, scored
0: 38, Rivera scored 42. Exactly. But so <laughs> it's not like it's a
1: defensive team. <laughs> it's a very intelligent team, very experienced team. So, <coughs> yeah, probably it wasn't that deserved. It was more a draw, maybe a one nil goal f- uh, win for Boca, but...
2: It is you know. largely known that... Boca, when they play at the Bombonera, they will try to, to, to push the, the, the rivals in their rivals into their box the and they will game. have yeah. the ball most, most of the time. It happens with almost every team. Then What, what they do with the ball is another, another thing. Also, from Boca's
0: point of view, I, I can't remember the exact numbers, but uh, there, there was something, um, I think just before the San Lorenzo game, on the Ole website about how uh, uh, Arrua Barrena's record against other Big Five sides it's taking charge really. of Boca. I think he's got two wins in yes. uh, nearly two years in charge of Boca against the other yeah,
1: four other Big like, Five. Yeah, it's like uh, two wins in like 13, 14 derbies, yeah. something like that, yeah. Yeah, well, obviously not having Tevez was an issue, uh, but also San Lorenzo only had uh, Ortigosa for 20 minutes. That's also awesome. well. There
0: was some. I mean, San Lorenzo had Ortigosa, which in itself was a <laughs> controversial, given that San Lorenzo were the ones who pushed to have the match take place in on this football <laughs> weekend.
1: Nothing controversial. Uh, I don't know if you want to explain yeah. that. Or
0: essentially, Ortigosa played on on the Saturday for Paraguay against um, Chile. Chile against Chile. Chile thank you. In and, Chile, then, Chile. and then got a, a chartered flight back to Buenos Aires to be able to take part, which. Uh, uh, at least the implication from one or two of the complaints I saw was that San Lorenzo presumably knew this was a possibility when they sat down and Boca said we don't want to play it that weekend and San Lorenzo said yeah we really have to the, play it that weekend the, and that's when it's timetable.
2: The problem and, and that's why Boca <coughs> uh, board members and the supporters were so so angry is that they didn't know, know this, that, they, that he could uh, 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 travel to, to, to be at the, at, the, at the match and San Lorenzo once did know and, and mm. they didn't say that, like, oh, anyway, we, we will have Ortigosa there. Two,
1: two days before the match. Uh, yeah, it, was a, <laughs> like it was a smart the only,
2: move. The only match uh, Paraguay played because other uh, national teams like Argentina, uh, like Uruguay played too. Yes. And far away because it was in, in the United States as. And, and Paraguay played in Santiago. De Chile has he said and
1: but he played for eighty six minutes yeah. on Saturday. It's not yeah. like he was a reserve or substitute. No, or no, something like right. that. He played eighty six minutes. I saw someone. He, he returned his Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> and he wanted, he wanted to start on Sunday, but uh, Bausa told him. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> there, there were
2: rumors. <coughs> there were rumors that Bausa uh, uh, talked with with Ramon Diaz, uh, trying to ask him. Uh, well, try to. Uh, for Diosa to play forty-five minutes, not the whole match, so that we have him fresh here. It
1: yeah. no. was nothing illegal about uh, what happened, but was a smart move.
2: Problem is that the Boca doesn't win, and they try to, to complain about everything.
1: Yeah, that's usual. But they were complaining even before the game. You know, they were they've been complaining about referees. Well, I think referees, another subject, uh, con- very controversial okay. subject. There have been some awful. Awful performances by referees lately. I mean, you were, I, w- you were uh, saying the different results from the weekend. I, I was remembering the penalty that uh, was given to Bamfield in the last minute of the game. That was yeah. ridiculous. In which um, So
0: that one, one draw, Sergio Mito scored, and it just yeah, it was absolutely
1: nothing in San Lorenzo Boca, uh, uh, Mario sepes should have been sent off. Ah, I have to admit that. that. I have yeah. to admit that. Yeah, uh, he, he really hard foul. He got only a yellow card. In the second half, he made another foul. I thought, mm. okay, that's it. I know that happened So yeah, referees have been uh, awful lately. Really, really bad performances. So, uh, but I don't think there's nothing fixed or nothing strange going on. It's just that They're they are that. Yeah, they are really. Really bad because we see that everywhere. Even <coughs> we see it in uh, international matches yeah. everywhere. They just make bad decisions.
0: I would not uh, disagree with that. Uh, moving on along the big five, let's go for Independiente, who were held 1 1 at home by San Lorenzo's next opponents and indeed San Lorenzo's classical rivals because. This coming weekend is the ridiculous round of all of the classicals that we've mentioned. Ridiculous before. It's yeah. Really? I love it. Come on, it's it, dis- it distorts it. It the league as a competition. No, the only
1: the only thing I, I don't like is that they are uh, that there are games that are starting at the same time, like for example, I think Colon Union and oh, Dry News are at the same I time. I don't mind it is an an idea, it's I mean, the idea it's that all these,
0: but it's the idea that all of these are extra matches yeah but come San Loriento, San Lorenzo and Boca are almost neck to, neck to neck in the title race and San Lorenzo get an extra match against Odorakam who ok they're your derby rivals but they're not very good Boca's extra match is a way to river
1: I know, but I mean, it's if, 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 if self, if 30 rounds. Urrakan,
0: the, if, if it's 30 rounds.
1: If, if you win the championship, it's because you deserve it, not because you play one winning that was. Yeah, sure, easy. But,
0: but if San Lorenzo end up winning, beating Boca to the title, let's say, by one or two points after San Lorenzo beat Huracan in their derby, and Boca yeah, draw or lose with the rim.
1: But you, you will have to analyze the, the whole uh, schedule then, because, for example, San Lorenzo is you now playing. He's now
0: playing. everybody else home and away. Yeah, that, that would be,
1: yeah. I agree. But I mean, in, in the 30 rounds league, you have to analyse the whole schedule. For example, San Lorenzo is playing played away against Boca and River. right yeah, sure, but they also yeah, get to play all well the
0: twice. Yeah, Boca okay. and River have to play each other
1: twice. Yeah, that's well, that, that's what I said. You have to analyse the, the whole schedule, not just the Derby's round. I mean, it's, that, that's just one game. Uh, for example, San Lorenzo has to play at home against Racing and Central now. That's really good while Boca has to play uh, last round plays at Rosario against mm. Central so i uh, have to realise. but the then you have Azucivi
2: Crucero del Norte yeah, okay. Defensa <laughs> y Justicia uh, Arsenal yeah. yes uh, so well Tigre Tigre Vélez yeah we will as we say try and uh, preview
0: these properly in, in a little while um, but Independiente that's is Oracan, to get back to the point yeah. can get a late winner which is something that of have made a bit of a habit of doing recently they've, they've fallen behind and then come back to draw or win um, several times in the last kind of ten matches or so and they were lucky very lucky they were weren't they because Independiente were really on top for most of that match Um, I don't know when there's much else that we can say about it but
1: Huracan played better in the first half and Uragan, yeah played better Independiente scored uh, early goal in the second half and then Independiente played a lot better in the second half but Uragan scored a late goal Mm. so it was like uh, maybe the draw wasn't that unfair, but yeah. It does
0: mean that Independiente had 10 games unbeaten now, um, which it is nice for them.
1: Except for a very important one <laughs> in the Copa Argentina. Oh, sorry, were, yeah, 10, ten games unbeaten, I should yeah. And in Copa Sudamericana, they couldn't beat uh, Arsenal. Yeah. Also. So it's like uh, fans are still not very happy with uh, Pellegrino because uh, he has failed on the important games so far.
0: Very big one coming up, obviously, because they've got Racing uh, this weekend. Orokan well, haven't won in five. Are you feeling confident ahead of
1: the weekend? Uh, I mean, it's... Uh, no, not really. Not very confident. I mean, we should <coughs> get a, a draw, the worst case. But, uh, you know, for Racan this is most important game mm-hmm. of the year. No doubts about that. So, it's like they will give <laughs> everything they have to to... Avoid a defeat, so yeah, that's why I don't feel that confident. But yeah, I, I mean, I trust San Lorenzo, even a draw is not a bad result so for San Lorenzo, unless yeah. Boca wins. But even if Boca wins, you still have six rounds left and one point <coughs> difference, two point difference. It's not a big problem.
0: Completing the, the Big Five round up, because there's not much to say about the other two Big Five games, to be honest. Uh, Racing, uh, Gimnasio, Racing. Everybody was praising Racing, saying they played brilliantly, and they did. They should have won by more than two goals. They got a 2-0 win. Um, but the finishing was atrocious. I mean, they should have put that game to bed long before half time, And as it was, it was only a, a second half, very early second half uh, own goal from Osvaldo Vazardini that ended up putting Racing 2-0 up. But I thought they should have done rather better. I think they had 21 shots and only seven of them were on target.
1: Gymnasia is collapsing. Completely collapsed yeah, lately in the last month Roman has been terrible.
0: Yeah, I think they've lost four of the last five. Yeah, um, yeah. And River-Chicago was a strange match because it was much more even than 4-1 suggested. I, I think Chicago both, couldn't really complain. Both were, were crap
2: defensively, but, but River had the better accuracy, in the, especially thanks to, to Lucas Harari who scored a hat-trick. Yeah, But uh, with several distractions defensively, with, well, it was a whole new defence for River since Guido Rodriguez started as the second centre-back and Leandro Vega as the, of course, invented, not invented, he, he has already played there but it's not his position I think, yeah as the left-back. Uh,
0: yeah, because Andrea alvarez of course was away with Colombia um, for 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 River, so was absent. Um, I think it was a the, the main thing for River is yes. just getting back to winning weights though. After yes. three games since the Libertadores final without a victory,
2: winning, Boca losing, that is of course perfect uh, senior, uh, stage for for uh, expecting for for the, the classical on Sunday. We we always say and the, the, all the, everyone says it doesn't care uh, how they comes that much, but I think it comes. Especially for Rivera, hadn't had had won for uh, four matches. Was mm-hmm. the the streak not, of not winning? Three. Three, three matches. Oh, well.
0: After the final, at least. Let me just check. The t- I'm pretty
1: sure. Yeah, it was uh, San martin San Juan, mm-hmm. Huracan. Lost, summer, and yeah, lost yeah. to Estudiantes. Estudiantes, Estudiantes and, and Huracan. Huracán. Yeah. Yeah. And Temple, the, 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 the draw. No,
2: no, Temple, the draw
1: was. No, no, it was three, that. three games another
0: one, They did draw with Temple, but that was. Yeah. Uh, the first game back after the Copa America, but before the Libertadores final. Um, okay, non big five games. Did anything really stand out for either of you two over the weekend?
1: Uh, Kimes' good streak continues okay. <laughs> under new coach. That's really weird how they turned out, but really. Bad season into a very good one. <laughs> yeah, it's an
0: absolutely ridiculous streak, of that because Facundo Saba took charge. I think his first game in charge was the 2-1 over Racing. Let me just check that, because the 2-1 defeat to Bocca was Falcione's last game in charge. Saba took charge, and since Saba took he's, he's been in charge for six league games, of which Killless who previously Kilmes, have won four league games in the first 17 rounds But wait, um, they beat Racing won five and drawn one. But, <laughs>
1: but they beat Racing, they beat, racing. Teams, they racing beat Tigre, team, Rosario Central I mean, no, no it's really, really impressive I think they, they, impressive.
2: They, they took the the teams because Rosario Central now they are third and, and, and well, Racing they are fourth uh, in their worst moments, I think
1: no, but come on, they beat. Them. I mean, it's uh, yes. it's not like the worst time. They 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 Rosario Central is always in a good moment. But they I had
2: mean. they had a, a, a streak with uh, draw 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 not not uh, being able to win a lot of one one. Yeah, but still, it's, still, still, still mean, it's very impressive. C- c- Central in the league
0: have lost two matches in 2015. One was against River, <laughs> yeah, away, <laughs> 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 and one was away. To less exactly, yeah. It was a very very impressive impressive run of results for them. I mean, Andres is right in that they they draw, win, draw, win, draw, win before they played Keal-Less but um, it's still a a remarkable result. Wait,
1: and Central was winning that game, and they turned it around in the second half. uh, I mean, it's really impressive, and they are playing well. They look confident, and uh, they are scoring a lot of goals. Uh, I think well, they they
2: had uh, Rupi Gomez who had uh, not a very good. uh,
1: the performance for. Uh, yes, for Independiente,
2: Independiente then, well, the, the, he, he appeared that Argentinos Juniors showing great uh, skills mm. uh, and well, he apparently was underrated, and, and now, well, he's back to his his great level with uh, free kicks and yeah,
1: good play. plays. We'll play. Rosario Central had another blade, but. Uh, deserved yeah, win. I Fully think.
0: deserved. Arsenal held out very well. Esteban Andrada particular in goal mm-hmm. um, and almost frustrated them but Neri Dominguez with a header with 11 minutes to go ended up settling it and that was a, a fair result. Central as we mentioned I think Andres mentioned it in passing a minute ago possibly Mariano said that Central are up to third. They're still they're four points behind Boca, five points behind San Lorenzo but still if either of those top two do start to drop points you,
1: but they have, and uh, they have Is to play the both. They have to visit San Lorenzo, yeah. and they host Boca in the last round.
0: Which could be that to their advantage, <laughs> or it could be to their
2: disadvantage, depending on how you look at it.
1: I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, depending on how they arrive at the, <laughs> the last round, if they yeah. arrive at uh, one, two points, we have. I think
2: it's an advantage for me because playing Boca at the very last uh, round, you already know at that by that point, mm. forward, what, what are you made for, and. Or
1: well, it could be good for San yes. Lorenzo you know, because <laughs> you know that. Uh, it depends on how they arrive, it could only be one one threat in the last round, not two. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, they've been through a really, really good season. I don't think they have enough to win the championship. And I don't think Racing has enough either to win the championship. I, I think it's San Lorenzo, Boca or River, if River can start, with, if they win this weekend and they, they win a, a pending game against Defensa Justicia, mm. I don't think Rosario Central has enough to win the league. I mean, it's like they struggle to score so much. They, even if they have the top score in the league, it's crazy. It's like the, they win always by one goal, one nil, late goals. And yeah, it's like the. I, I, I'm not sure if they score a lot, but uh, yeah, I, I don't see them like. A, they are a very solid team. They don't lose, but they draw they a lot.
0: Yeah, it's, it's the form of champions, I suppose, in a way, but I, I think you're probably right. It, it would be, from a neutral point of view, it would obviously be wonderful to see them take it, but uh, I don't think you they just have get the impression they're not quite there yet. Um, and if Marco
1: Ruben gets a cold or something, yeah, they are done. <laughs>
0: uh, other notable results from the weekend, uh, San Martín got a very uncomfortable win over Vélez, who continued to look just really disappointing and ordinary. I think Vélez lack a leader. They're, they're such a young team. Yes. You know, average age has got to be about twenty. Well, don't
2: that anybody at all. Raul Gámez, the, the new president, had announced that they, he will cut budget, and yeah. uh, he, uh, a lot of contracts were cut. And, uh, and now, yes, they have Delgadillo, Dofo are interesting players, but with, of course, no experience.
0: Yeah, and, and no leader to, to bring them through and tell them what to do. No surprise at all San I think, that San Martín got that win, they're very strong at home. Ha, San Martin,
1: what, what, sorry. What's a San Martín's streak at home? It's unbelievable, it's like 20 games or something like that, right?
0: I think you're right, yeah.
1: I know they played the Derby against Cruz at home.
0: They have Check. not lost at home this year, they have 22 20 matches unbeaten, unbeaten 12 man. wins and 10 draws.
1: It's very impressive, very impressive.
0: Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, as we say, that, that, that's no surprise at all. Also, no surprise was another 3-1 win, that was for Lanús away to Crucero del Norte. Crucero actually took the lead through Ariel Colcera, and mm. uh, there was an equaliser a minute later from Lanús, and from that point on, you just knew what was going to happen. As yeah. we discussed in last week's episode, Crucero del Norte are very much a club in crisis.
1: And uh, uh, the president said that they are already. he's already thinking about Nacional B for yeah. next year, so... That's it, they are done, obviously. It's a wonderful yeah.
0: attitude to have, obviously. <laughs> when, when you're owned, as we said last week, by a long distance bus company and you can't even get proper transport to away matches. <laughs> and this week, they've got a transport, they're, they're Classico, officially, <laughs> for the <laughs> uh, They've got to go all the way to Albosivi, which is in Madel Plata. That is a, I looked it up the other day, it's a 1,400 kilometre journey by road from Garupa to Madel Plata. And, as we know, Crucero's um, away trips consist of getting the coach down there to arrive in the city they're playing in on the day of the match, and then immediately after the game getting back on the coach and driving straight home without staying in a hotel. So, it's almost as if Crucero del Norte's away matches are not a football match, but more of a form of psychological torture for them.
1: <laughs> That's why they couldn't even I mean, get a point sure It's, it's against the Geneva
0: Convention. They, you know? they should <laughs> travel
2: a lot in, in Primera Nacional also, because... Uh, they have no rivals near Misiones, and uh, they well, they will have one or two or three yeah, near yeah. rivals. Yeah. But then they will have travel by bus <coughs> everywhere, and and more than the, that first division. And presumably they had two last season. Yeah, but they also so they so are so also playing
1: weaker right. rivals. That's the difference. True. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> they don't they don't travel one thousand kilometers to play uh, against uh, I don't know San Lorenzo, or estudiantes. That yeah. that's that's the difference. I think. And they um i think uh, crucero sorry is the most ridiculous team in first division now i mean even 30 teams is ridiculous but if you take away i don't know a uh, uh, crucero and maybe aldocibi the other 28 teams uh, uh i mean they they, oh, they, they, are they are not wrongly placed in first division well, I I I No, no, Chicago. Yes. Sir.
0: Or are you talking about the history?
1: Yeah, I'm talking about ah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. history. Okay. I mean, okay. uh, if, if it wasn't for uh, <coughs> this ridiculous 10 promoted teams, uh, they would have never reached the first division. Mm-hmm. But the other ones, historically, Tempelay, Chicago, they are not big clubs, but they have yeah, a Temporé big of base. Yeah, the 80s were a team
2: that... He used to be first division.
1: Yeah, I yeah, yeah, Arsenal. I'm very much
0: looking at home as well now because at the weekend Tempele beats um, uh, Belgrano 2 1 at home. And after the match, um, one of the, I can't remember which Belgrano player it was, I think it might have been Mara Orbolo, um, said, who's funnily enough scored Belgrano's goal, which might be why I just thought of it, um, but he said that Tempele reminded him of Belgrano when they came up to the Primera in 2011. Uh, giving some of the big teams a bloody nose obviously that Belgrano outside the beat river um, tough the team. relegation playoff mm-hmm. but they yeah, immediately they made themselves some
2: interesting players like Esparza San Lorenzo yeah. uh, player that is uh, on loan mm-hmm. Tempolae Di Lorenzo uh, they have and the, the, the goalkeeper Crivelli is very good also
1: tough yeah. team yeah yes. tough yeah. team I agree Sarmiento Sarmiento um, they, they, the they, they yeah. finished a, a bad streak this weekend but they are also a tough team to beat they are but they, they 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 were like ten games without a win. I think. Yeah. yeah they, they oh, I think it was
0: longer. I think it might have been twelve.
1: Let me yeah, it check. was a long run.
0: One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Well, yeah, 12. twelve. But still, but uh, half <laughs> of those draws. Um,
1: all all the defeats were by one goal, except Salernitano. Yeah, three one. Uh, Except yeah. that one, all the defeats were by one goal and a lot of nil nils. They don't yeah. have a good striker. That's no, the main, main problem. It's terrible. Mm. Um, but a,
0: a decent 1-0 win for them away to Colón What this does to the standings um, We have mentioned the standings in passing a couple of times But let's go through them quickly now Before we take a quick break um, San Lorenzo, as we say, are top of the league After 23 games with 50 points Boca Juniors are second with 49 And Rosario Central third with 45 The clubs in fourth and fifth have both got a game in hand Well, Racing have got two thirds of a game in hand um, and they are really leading. But essentially after, yeah, they're 1-0 up in, the, in in that game. Uh, but after 22 matches, Racing have got 43 points, so if they were to win, they would go third, as it currently stands. Uh, River have 41 points from 22 matches, so if they were to win that, then they would... Well, if, let's say if Racing and Riven both win their game in hand, River would stay fifth, but they'd obviously be slightly closer to the, the top of the table.
1: River, River y Justicia, when are they playing? Next week?
0: Uh, I don't know when there's been a date set for it still yeah. That was from the 19th round. Should so be I, next week. I've think, been looking yes. out for it because I'm going to have to write a preview of it. Because it after that,
1: uh, River is playing Copa Sudamericana. Yeah. And Racing of the Cruz are also completing the, their game. It was decided they will complete the game. The, I yeah, don't, that, like that's next week. 60 minutes or 70 minutes, something like that. In, but not not next week because next week uh, Racing is playing oh, that's right, Copa yeah. Argentina quarterfinals against San Lorenzo.
0: Yeah, that's 65 minutes of that one still to be played and obviously this being the Argentine Football Association who decided the replay it's going to be two halves of 32 and a half minutes or one, one half of 32 <laughs> minutes and one half of 33 minutes was yeah. stopped in the middle bloody ridiculous um, but anyway um, so yeah, those are the top five and then after that obviously even with uh, River having played one game fewer there's a three point drop to Independiente in six so I think that basically the title winners are probably going to come from those, those, those top five clubs but this weekend with the Classicos, uh, a lot is going to change. And so we're now going to go away and uh, refill glasses. And when we come back in a minute, we will discuss this weekend of Classicos, not whether it makes sense or not, because as I've already made clear, I very much feel that it doesn't. And Mariano thinks it's going to be fun. And I agree, it is going to be fun. I just think it distorts the competition somewhat, (laughs) but we've explained why already several times. Um, But just previewing each of these Classicos, talking about them a little bit, and uh, saying what we think is going to happen, perhaps. So don't go anywhere. Uh, is the thrilling round 24 which we have been well we mentioned at the start of the year and we've been molding about a little bit um in the last couple of weeks because as we said earlier san lorenzo have an extra game against dora Can. Boca have to play their extra game against river or to look at it on the way river have to play their extra game against Boca. it makes their league slightly distorted but beyond that it's going to be quite a lot of fun. Most of the matches this weekend are classicos. There are one or two, of course, which are not classicos.
1: One or two, or maybe four or five. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
0: depending on on, uh, your view. Um, Aldo Civi versus Crucero del Norte is probably the most outlandish one that we have already mentioned, but we'll go through the whole schedule for this weekend. Now, all of the kick-off times that I'm about to mention are Argentine time, obviously. Um, If you're listening from the UK, add four hours and if you're listening from the east coast of the United States, take one hour off and you will have your local kickoff time. So on Friday, there's only one match. It is Defensa y Justicia versus Arsenal. Is that a Classico? Uh,
1: they are neighbours, maybe, kind of.
0: Their Wikipedia pages seem to disagree.
1: Yeah, it's uh, um, not a classic. Arsenal
0: obviously likes to think that their Classico is against Racing or Independiente, which it just isn't. But uh, anyway, it's a Southern derby of sorts in the city of Buenos Aires. That's it. 10 past 9 on that's Friday night
2: real real Clásico
0: could, could be Los Andes
1: or, or yeah but uh, nah, I mean but they don't have they
0: don't have that's the 10 past 9 on Friday night on Saturday we get things going with one that is I think a secondary Clásico over Chicago against Argentinos Julios I don't understand that I point. didn't think this was at all but uh, Christian Ledesma the Argentinos midfielder gave an interview last week in which he said for the people this is a, a Derby so, you know, I, th- I thought Argentinos was against Platense or Yes, it yes, is, it is yeah. of course. But this Chicago, but was Chicago
1: the rivalry they have in sh- the Primera. should be against Velez. I, I don't understand that one. Hmm. Chicago and Velez, they are neighbors, but uh, I mean, they don't play often, <laughs> obviously, because Chicago yeah. has been in third division for a long time. But there was a rivalry. I, I didn't understand that one. I, I it is really a strange really one. Anyway, that
0: one's at two o'clock, and then we have the classical the wine region classic between San Martín de San Juan and Godoy Cruz which obviously isn't a proper derby but it's become a bit of a rivalry my word that's a bad miss sorry we should uh, add in that we're now four minutes into the second half of Lanús against Venice, and who is that? I think González
2: was the well, I think
0: 15 S- on the front of his shirt and 24 yeah. on the back
2: the one who scored the first goal I
0: think it's González. Uh, uh, just missed. <laughs> wow films, anyway. <laughs> 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 like a rugby conversion anyway um, San Martín versus Godoy Cruz an inter-provincial rivalry, um, they started off the season obviously, they, they played on the very first day I think it was of, of this season, um, with a 1-1 draw. Mm-hmm. Well, uh,
1: Actually, Gode Cruz uh, Clásico is against Independiente Rivadavia and the other uh, Mendoza team, yeah. but this is like a, yeah, they yeah, a they, both first division. city
0: derby yeah. but um, I, they, they seem to have had a bit of a rivalry over the last couple mm-hmm. of decades since they both kind of outgrew their own cities. Rivalry
1: means Fans of Barra Bravas fighting each other, Dexter, throwing, yeah. that, that's what means rivalry Indeed. in Argentina.
0: That, that one is at 10 past 4 on Saturday, also at 10 past 4 on Saturday is one that very much is a classico. Independiente versus Racing in Aleixaneda. Um And at 10 past 6 there's another wait, wait.
1: one. Racing, 13 years without a win at Independiente, away oh. at Independiente, 13 years, yeah.
0: Wow, okay, <laughs> That's last one to watch. Um, Two hours after that, ten past six, for against San Lorenzo. Mariano's already told us that he's slightly would nervous be the right word. You're not confident.
1: I mean, I, I'm nervous. Like I said, because for Ragani's massively important game. I mean, it's like game of the year for them. So so you're nervous
0: in the most demeaning way possible. Sorry. <laughs> you're nervous in the most demeaning way possible. Yeah, that's <laughs> why I'm nervous.
1: That way I'm nervous because I know they will do whatever it takes to <coughs> get at least a draw. That that's the only reason. I mean, I, I, as a team, I'm not afraid of Huracan. They are weak in defense. They they only have one good, or maybe two. Let's say guys in attack. One of them is very young. San Lorenzo can manage the ball. We already won 3-1 at home uh, earlier in the tournament We yeah. kind of easy win. Turn around from what nil early, one nil, and then one 3-1. So. I'm not afraid of Huracán as a team, but I'm afraid of Huracán as a, as a club that doesn't want San Lorenzo to win.
0: Right. And then on Saturday, uh, after that one, we finish off Saturday with, with three matches that aren't classic, just to relax a little bit um, and, and prepare for the storm ahead. Those last three games are Olimpo against Sarmiento at 6 uh, six twenty pm, at Letgo de Rafaela against Belgrano at 8.30 30 Tigre against Sarsfield at half past well, 9
1: there's something odd here I, I read the the tigre official twitter account saying next week we have uh, the game against veles and we have to win it because Dervis you have to win Dervis. so that claiming it is uh, i'm not I, I can't remember now if it's an official account or like a fans account twitter uh, tigre fans account Possibly
0: I, a parody i'm
1: account. not sure why i'm not sure why i follow it either but uh, yeah, that was a surprise. Like, I mean, they are far away from each other. Oh, right. me. No right. history of rivals are. I don't something.
0: Know.
1: But no, no history of yeah, exactly. Like Huracán Vélez it's kind of a classical now because of what happened in two thousand nine. But no, no, of course they are not. But <laughs> that was a surprise. Maybe you can check the that Twitter account later and, and read that yourself.
0: According to the. Tigre Wikipedia, which I'm currently checking, uh, it refers to Platense as their classical rival. Ah,
1: they are both from the north side of uh, Buenos Aires, let's say.
0: Yeah, and it refers to Platense as the classical. On more than one occasion, it's the classical de la zona Norte, apparently. Obviously, they can't play Platense in the Primera, but slightly strange if they actually are treating that as a as a proper derby. Yeah. Um, but anyway, those are the three most relaxes. ones. And then we get into Sunday. Sunday. Is going to be a lot of fun. Yes, yes. Sure. Um, it starts off with Rosario Central against Newell's Old Boys at 10 past three. Then we have the La Plata Clásico between Estudiantes and Gimnasia at four o'clock. At 4.40 it's Colón against Union, which is a seriously big one, which um, not many people outside Santa Fe pay attention to, but is almost certain to result in crowd trouble at some point and possibly get called off. <laughs> um, and then you have the small matter at quarter past six of the Super Classico in the Monumental between River and Boca, and we end the day, the 9.30 kickoff, Lanús against Banfield.
1: But they hate each Every other. single one, yes. bona fide,
0: yes, yes. no yes. holds barred. I can't believe
1: that the first three ones are almost at the same time. It's that's, yeah. ugh, painful, it's really painful.
0: But if you have to pick <coughs> one match this weekend that is the most likely to get called off, I think everybody would have to put money on color against toon to not go to yeah because to be
1: because the weakest the weak the weaker team is at home, or maybe like San Lorenzo as well if San Lorenzo is mm. leading by two goals that there could be problems there, but, but also
0: because they're playing again, they've not actually played each other yet this season, and the return leg is in like. Yeah, three weeks' time. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> well that's, uh, having said that, and Let's go to Rafael against Belgrano this weekend, and then Belgrano versus that Let's go to Rafael is the following week. Yes, yeah that's obviously that's not a classic <laughs> <so that's laughs> a little bit.
1: But because,
2: uh, is is Ragan San Lorenzo uh, time kick off time confirmed because
1: Yeah, yeah I think I it is. They were I mean, saying that they were going to play at eleven
2: AM. Yesterday they were still uh, discussing whether oh, the, the time the kick of off. the uh, kick-off for of Uragan San Lorenzo because of of the of the time of um, and security at night or, uh, not to finish mm-hmm. the, the that much at night and well, well but yeah if there are no of course we discuss here that there are, it has nothing to do with the, the visitors the the way away supporters to the the violence but, but we wonder or I wonder if there are no uh, away supporters why do you have uh
1: the I, off I, time issues yes. the, yeah the problem is that there's a lot of people going <laughs> to the same place at the same time well the other thing That's is, is it's
0: kicking off a few minutes after Independiente racing ends and obviously they're not a million miles apart the stadium mm-hmm. obviously one's in province and one's in the city but uh, they're about as close as you can get given that restriction
1: yeah um, i think the
0: the, the weaker gonna be any overlap but
1: the weaker mm-hmm. the home team is bigger chances that the game could be suspended or something like that. That, that. Because they don't have anything to lose. I mean, if Salorenzo is leading 3-0, Huracán tries to stop the game or something like that, they don't have anything to lose. If Central does the same thing, then they get the stadium suspended and they have to play the last rounds without uh, fans, uh, that's a problem. Same thing for, okay, maybe Independiente, um, River, Lanús, but uh, I think yeah, Colón. Colón is in terrible. Terrible situation. They are lost yeah. the thing is that Just the, secure, the
0: security in Santa Fe province is always such a mess. Yeah, and it seems to be particularly bad between Colón and Unión. I remember they, they I the last time they were both together in the Primera. There, there were two matches. Yeah,
2: lucky that under them there is Cruzeiro uh, and Chicago, yeah. who will for sure or will <coughs> I think again. they will they will be related, but because uh, because of that, Any, yes. uh, otherwise they would they be there.
1: They would be in trouble. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Um, and then on Monday to end the weekend we have the uh, I don't know what kind of name you give the Classico between Alba City and Grosso and Monday Norte as we say <laughs> 1400 kilometres apart very much not a derby uh, but they meet at 6 o'clock and then the classical, well we can't call it the classical del Sur the de, mm. but de is a kind of secondary rivalry for both sides and that is at 10 past 9 Sunday as we say looks like a lot of fun Saturday's going to be decent as well Um Apart from, I guess, our own games, so apart from the Super Classico and Orocampo and Lorenzo, which others look, let's say, entertaining? Because we've talked about the security risk ones. Which ones look like uh, they could be potentially very good on the mm, pitch?
1: Independiente or Russian could be yeah, very entertaining, yeah, for sure. Central so Newells is always entertaining. The problem is Newells is N- oh, bad so bad. They lost against Defensa, Justicia, they've lost against Colón at home, that's mm. unbelievable. So, yeah. Seven
2: matches with no, no wins.
1: Yes, I, uh, I, I think, I mean, they would be surprised if Central, that maybe they won't win it, because, like we said earlier, they have problems uh, yes, well, to score. In match. that
2: case, I, I have to agree with him and say, well, luckily Njules doesn't play home. <laughs> uh, and there will yes. be no Njules no yeah. uh, supporters there. Uh, yeah Yes. Uh, Lanis, Bampio could be okay as well. They're both...
0: Yes. Neither of them are, are absolutely scintillating form, but they're both... Playing fairly decently at the moment. I have to say,
1: Independiente Racing looks mm. looks very interesting. Central News is always interesting. Estudiantes is like going up. Gimnasia is going down, yeah. and given the last results between them, I think Estudiantes. Yeah, it's a little should win.
0: The league table for that one particular is a little misleading. So I think in the league table that Gimnasia are actually three points above Estudiantes. Oh no, sorry. Estudiantes are only three <laughs> points above Gimnasia, but most of that is because Gimnasia had a really good run earlier in the season, yeah. and Estudiantes are just picking up points now. Um, so that should be, at least if you're going by the book, um, it should kind be of? a more comfortable Estudiantes win. Than I, I, I would suggest.
1: I would keep an eye on San Martín de Cruz. They mm. both try to play nice football, they have interesting strikers. Uh, could be a but nice just, games and in
0: a way, because it's only a secondary kind of clasico, there might not be the same pressure on both the teams as yeah. well.
1: Uh, there, is, there, there, the is there is pressure. There is pressure. The thing is that Club Cruz has a good strikers and, and they attack well, and San Martin at home, on home on line, is strong. Yeah, but they will have a, uh, both Leandro Fernandez and Actually, uh, they and they should be back, back. so mm-hmm. uh, should be could uh, be a nice game. That True. was one feels one well, maybe.
0: The other issue, burning issue, that we need to discuss is Argentina's two recent friendlies. Not very much was learned on Friday night in the 7-0 win over Bolivia, um, with a largely reserved lineup. If we did learn anything, then it's that Matias Kronevito can be a very decent linchpin in Argentina's midfield, and so as a result, i say we didn't really learn much. We didn't get a chance to look at the back line at all, because Bolivia just didn't offer anything on Tuesday night there was a 2-2 draw with Mexico uh, which I think the Weird impression thing. that came out of it if anything was just to underline that Cranometer at number 5 is the way forward I feel yeah. like I'm banging on about it a lot I, I'm, but I,
1: I'm not sure it's time to um, put Mascherano on the back line even if he has been doing that very well for Barcelona I mean I, I'm not ready to to <laughs> not having a Mascherano helping everyone no, the midfield
0: just looks so much more dynamic and Mascherano seemed to to me at least, he seemed to do a lot more driving forward from centre-back and playing forward passes than he had in any match I can remember watching him for the Argentine national side in midfield
1: I think Argentina's midfield is a mess right now I mean, Gago is... As I said
0: earlier, we need to talk about Fernando yes, Gago because yes. he was absolutely... I mean, that's one thing that I don't think we can have any argument about. He was <laughs> atrocious.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> Gago is... Co- continues being absolutely overrated. Uh, but the coaches still call him. Uh, Savella did it, now uh, Martino. Uh, so, yeah, I think Granavito could be a good option. The problem for Mascherano
2: is that he's now he's not that young, Mm -hmm. uh, and and, uh, Argentina it was happened same things in 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 a lot of in several occasions. In yesterday, last night, friendlies like happened against, for example, Paraguay uh, in the the Copa America, in which uh, they they didn't have a balance between attack and defense, and they were badly standing in, in defense. And well, Bacirano is not. Uh, he can run. He can perhaps uh, uh, recover balls as he usually does. But he's not fast enough. And mm. and well, of course, uh, it was uh, seen yesterday with uh, with uh, Otamendi, who is, I think is decent or very good uh, uh, centre back. But yesterday he had to run a lot, and and in fact he 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 had to commit a, a foul in the in the box against. I don't remember he was Jiménez. Yeah, Jiménez, yeah.
1: Uh, well, so it, it's not a balanced team. I mean, you have a... It, it continues not, being a not a balanced team. I mean, yeah, Sabella had, yeah. had uh, found something uh, in the middle between a very good attack and two and this defensive teams. this
0: is the thing, because people criticise Sabella for, much, much as you were saying earlier, people criticising Gardo Balsa for being a defensive manager or whatever that means. But Zaveno's midfield at least always looked more balanced than... I mean, last night's was just it, three yeah. de, essentially three defensive midfielders. Three three defensive midfielders who played the game in a slightly different way. Mascherano's more of a pure destroyer. Banego, obviously, is like a deep-line playmaker and tries to break up the play from his feet. And, and Gago is... well, it's Gago. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, essentially three defensive midfielders. So and as f- a result, the midfield just was completely flat. And there was nothing... I
2: think the problem is that you know, they're... So different one style to the other, Sabela style to Martino style. Is that the players? I think just can't get it, and it's the problem of the how we say here the manta corta. What you have in in place, you don't have it in the other one. The Sabela team was very good defensively, defensively, and in the midfield. But I think they had he had a lot of good strikers, but not power there in in that in. Offensively, and uh, now it's the other way round. It's uh, we have seven nil, and then you can lose the other, the, the following match, uh, yeah. being a complete disaster. There is no no balance. Right. Uh, I think this is one,
0: one thing that I was a bit frustrated by was that the Bolivia lineup to me looked more balanced. It's very difficult to tell when Bolivia is such a weaker side, and you can't, without any disrespect meant to Bolivia, but it's very difficult to learn much from that. The side against Mexico looked, just. I mean, the midfields were against Mexico, it was Gag- from right to left, Gago, Masturano, Bene- Banega, and against Bolivia, um, it was, who was on the right of the midfield? It, it was Cranavita it was in the middle with um, Lamela on the left, and was it Pereira? Uh, I didn't watch yes, that game. It
1: was Pereira. It was
0: I mean, that's, that's the more balanced midfield straight away. And funnily enough, two of those players coming in with 15 minutes to go against Mexico, Crenovita and Pereira, were two of the players subbed on, and the game changed. Um, it, it, it was remarkable. Because the other thing was that this feeds into Angel Correa, who on Friday against Bolivia comes on and three minutes later scores. Yes, he, he, he missed some league chances yesterday. Apparently, it was the fastest goal ever by an Argentine substitute on his debut set up by Kranowita, funnily mm-hmm. enough, and his Isaac passport from, from his future out to go Madrid teammate. Um, and yesterday, as you say, he missed a couple of chances, but by and large... I thought well, he, he had was, them, at least. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he, he, was, he was flitting a bit in and out of the game. It was difficult to, to see how he was doing. But then you could have said the same about Carlos Tevez and Lionel Messi, because they just weren't getting anything from the midfield. Yeah, the midfield were so far behind them the whole they, time. They
1: met, they met a week ago, and they had, like, what... <laughs> three, four practices yeah. together. So, but
0: also you're playing three fucking defensive midfielders. So of course they're not going to be able to get it. Look, the I'm not criticizing Cordray. If criticizing someone in the midfield choice. criticizes
1: uh, Savela or Bausa, I'm sorry, but they don't understand. I can I swear no, in this no. podcast Yes, do just did. shit about football no, no, I mean I'm, that's the way I'm to not go criticizing no 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 I'm not talking about you I'm talking about people criticizing uh, people criticizing, criticizing that kind of football now, yeah of course but I mean pe- because you mentioned earlier that there's yeah. people that criticize that kind of football means that you don't understand football or you stopped watching football 40 years ago because that's the way to go I mean that's the difference between do you want to win or do you want to Try to play nice football and sometimes win and sometimes lose and concede a lot of goals and maybe score a lot of goals some See, days.
0: I think, obviously looking at the Argentine national side from a somewhat outside perspective, from my point of view, but I would say that the way to go for Argentina now is to try and involve what happened with Sabella. Sabella's style for me, the counter-attack during the, uh, the World Cup qualifiers, was superb. When they got to the World Cup, they were playing a bunch of sides who were playing very deep down the pitch, were playing for damage limitation, and because Argentina weren't set up to dominate possession and to play a Spain-style game and and to pit the the opponents apart with patience, I mean, they had Angel Di Maria in the team, which gives you an idea of how how much thinking they were trying to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Because of that, they struggled somewhat. If you set the team up differently, then you can... And and so I think that Martino wants, obviously, to take a more possession-based approach, but doing it with the three players who started in midfield last night is... An exaggeration
1: of that, I think. Yeah, even even if Argentina with Isabella struggled a little bit in the second stage of the World Cup, uh, I mean they were never close to lose a game. No, <laughs> no, they couldn't. They, 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 they couldn't so score, to
0: win one as well.
1: Yeah, they, they couldn't score, but they were not close to losing again. That's uh, similar to like you mentioned, Bausa. That's similar to San Lorenzo's style. I mean, okay, San Lorenzo maybe doesn't win again. But it's so hard to score against them. And I think that was what Sabela was uh, trying to achieve uh, with, with the national team. And Martino has a completely different style. I really don't like Martino as a coach. I don't think he's a good coach. He had a good run with Newells. And that's the only... OK, and he, had a, he did a good job in Paraguay with different players. He didn't have a good attack at all. He just had a solid defensive... Block uh, and it seems obvious to me that he doesn't know how to balance both things.
2: And, and I think I don't think there will be a similar start, starting lineup like yesterday night, for example, uh, because the Michelis and uh, Tamendi won't be yeah. together
1: another time. I Why think the Michelis? <coughs> Why? Uh, Why did he call the Michelis? He was retired from national team last well, time I heard, right?
0: How many options are there? A that's the I thing. mean, just that's, that's, that's one. <laughs> That's one reason I think that again Mascherano at centre-back might not be such a bad idea If it helps you get a more balanced midfield Keeps Mascherano in the team His defensive qualities I have no problem with at all yeah, but And I mean, at the same time is looking forward more When he's got the ball I think all of these are good things
1: I think calling Micheli shows a little bit of How Martino is a little uh, <laughs> Lost there uh, Calling Gago again There was no mm-hmm. need to call Gago again Everyone knows that Gago is not playing Level to play in the national team De uh, Michelis, last, time, last thing I heard, he retired from international football after the Copa America. Now he called him again. So these, these two friends were supposed to be preparation matches for the upcoming uh, uh, World Cup qualifiers. So when you call a player that you might not call again, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't, don't understand Martino much. Even if, okay, yeah, Funes Mori will be on the list the next time and whatever. Why you even call, call someone else? I don't know. <laughs> we have a l- lot of uh, players. that last yeah. uh,
2: last year when when Federico Fernandez was ugly, was uh, was such a, a, a awful. Demichelis uh, get got into the team and did well. No, course. I'm not saying
1: he's a player. I'm saying that he retire from international football. He won't be playing next year. Maybe he retires. <laughs> no, you, you have to start building a team for 2018
2: yes, as he said they're not uh, I, I'm not defending the Michelis of course I think he, he he's 35 years old and he won't be uh, enough time to to make it
1: to, to make it the the the, the, the
2: qualifiers and, but there is I think there is no other first uh, center, center back, back. Uh, if you take Federico Fernandez and Michelis and then I, 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 I it's difficult to think about the uh, yeah, I mean, then, well, maybe you've got
0: Musaki up at the house, yes, but perhaps part of the reason that there isn't a first choice is that you keep playing Demichelis in friendlies when you could be giving the new first choice some game time, maybe.
2: But anyway, Campanero was some like uh, Savella was fan of Campanero, no? <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> even exist in that in the list. So,
0: indeed, let's move on to listeners' questions. We'll go straight into them. Chicharito has the first one. He says, "I know that this season isn't finished yet." but do you know when next season will start or do the AFA have another crazy league structure? Yes, we, well, we don't know exactly (laughs) when the season will start. Um, Yeah, February. But it is going to be February because it always is. And the crazy league structure, we hinted at it earlier, but it's going to be another transitional championship to take us back into a European-style August to June season. Um, It's likely to be two groups of 15 teams each with everybody playing everybody else in their group once once probably yeah. and then a cross group classico so for instance River and Boca would be in different groups so they'd all play River would play everybody else in their group once and then they would play Boca Racing would play Independiente as the extra one San Lorenzo would play or Recano mm-hmm. and so on and so forth and the teams who finish top of the groups would play in the final to decide the championship that's the most likely thing at the moment also they would play the that
1: game with both fans were in Iraq or yeah. in the <laughs> moon or something like that <laughs>
0: Also, uh, the points average system will continue to operate during this time, and at the end of that, what they're claiming at the moment is one team will be relegated, <laughs> so 30.
1: That will be Colón or maybe Huracán. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: for example, to put an, an example, River can, can be the champions without playing Racing or Independiente, for example. If they are in the other group... and, and, and Yeah,
0: and yeah they, precisely. Yeah. Yeah. So River will obviously be in, in the group of either Racing or Independiente, but they won't be in both, so you're not going to have...
1: Uh, Boca will be in the same group as River, obviously, so they play twice. Uh, Possibly,
0: (laughs) possibly, maybe. But the idea, I think, is that the Classicos go
1: uh, into groups.
0: Um, The next question is from Jack Rathborn, who says, how do you see Ricky Alvarez getting on back home? Can San Lorenzo realistically buy him? We got the answer to this one just before we came on air, and Mariano is not going to answer it.
1: Yeah, he's not coming. (laughs) FIFA only authorized him to negotiate with the European teams, uh, European clubs, so uh, he's not coming to San Lorenzo. Apparently they had some kind of agreement already, but uh, FIFA said no, (laughs) he can only play for European teams. I have no idea why, but But I'm happy
2: about it. Sign him because yes, Alonso sold the player.
1: Or because? Yes, because Alonso sold uh, Gonzalo Verón to New York City okay. Red Bulls, wh- once the, the season had already started. Okay. Honestly, then, um,
0: I think the place for the, 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 okay. the extra allowance the Sun or so have to sign someone outside the window is run out today, isn't it? Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. That tomorrow that 10, 10 10. Yes, so that's, that's Thursday, which is by yeah. the time any he here
1: But apparently, it's done. And honestly, I'm not worried at all about it because seven rounds left you have a guy that's coming now and he will probably think only about going back to Europe in January doesn't have any kind of attachment with the club and so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it no worries
0: uh, Mike Own oh says that now Angel Correa seems to be fully involved under Martino does it spell the end of Gonzalo Higuaín's international
2: involvement hopefully well <laughs> I, 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 I heard problems? I don't say uh, I, I heard a, a, a journalist that covers uh, uh, usually covers national team, and he said that Gonzalo Wayne will be considered in the in the list uh, next time for for the mm-hmm. qualifiers. As uh, uh, anyway, well, he didn't like the excuses of, of the flu or or, the, or he was uh, with the cold and something like that. I I, I heard that Martina didn't like that. But he would like to go there even even. Uh, if he was. Yes, uh, but he will be in the in the list and could Correa be anyway, but sure. uh, he will be, yeah. yeah. Well, I thought if any forward at the moment should have
0: his place in danger, it might be Carlos Tevez, who still hasn't scored under um, Gerrano Martino, but anyway. Uh, Jack Fuzz asks, with Bielsa out at Olympic Marseille, is there any chance they'll take a job back in the Primera? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: well, the Newell's job might become available sooner than people expected because Bernardi is not doing a good job
2: at but, life. <laughs> but there is something strange about Bielsa, uh, that is that he likes long-term projects, but then he can re- resign any time because his lack of energy or or, or anyway, and Argentina and can't uh, give him any long-term project to start yeah. with. And then, uh, well, uh, I think he's too used to, to to being the coach, coach in Europe, or at least uh, it was Athletic Bilbao, then Olympic Marseille, and I think he would stick there and not come here anyway.
0: Yeah, or maybe just in, enjoy a little bit of time at home with his family yes. and <laughs> put his feet up on the big piles of money. He's no doubt earned in, in uh, Europe. Anyway, not a problem. Uh, Roberto Rojas asks: Are the Funes Mori brothers the best set of twins Argentina has had since the Gelato, the Barrosa Gelato twins?
1: They, they are the best ones, basically, because but there the were no ones other ones, ones. So yeah. Yeah, Milito could be also. But they are no twins. Twins, <coughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yes. So yes. The question is yes. The answer yeah. is
0: yes. The answer to the question would be siblings, not necessarily, but, but twins by default. But Ramiro <laughs> is better than, than
1: Rogelio. Yes.
0: yes. yes. And, yeah, Liam. Um, and Liam Kelly says Buell's old boys needed to sign a striker, but Lucas Bosch, really?
1: Yeah, that's probably the only, yeah. only one available in the market, I guess.
0: Lucas Bochet is as I keep on saying, I've seen him in the flesh. Looks like a very impressive young player, but he's not a centre forward. I think can't the, shoot. yes.
2: I think the problem is that uh, we and everyone was looking for Wojciech to score goals, and mm. he's well, not. It's a striker. <laughs> yeah, now He's as a winger right?
0: Or as an attacking midfielder, he shows some promise. But he can be more more forward. useful to the team than
2: than. than uh, well, perhaps he could play <coughs> like, for example, do you see, in a position that uh, doesn't. Uh, you are not obliged to score.
1: Uh, I have a, I have a theory. That uh, we all know that Marcelo Gallardo is a very good coach, bright future, whatever. If he's letting him go, it's because he knows he's not that good. Same thing with. Because the other thing
0: with Gallardo is he's shown himself so far to be a superb judge of good players. I mean, exactly, he and, and fought tooth and nail to bring. He did the same thing
1: with uh, Giovanni Simeone. who is a ridiculous player. Yeah. Misses but all like, kind like of the thing, bad the, the
2: fact is. Well, incredible uh, It's just incredible uh, He was not a, a, a central uh, the, the best player of Cologne Or some oh, If you don't sell him River We will have, uh, sell him to Europe Or something like that uh, yeah. and, uh,
1: If if, if Bolle or Simeone Were good players They would have found a place in River Because River had, had issues with uh, strikers The whole, whole year
0: Simeone I have a little more time for I think that he could just have Given the chances, but he needed to go to a club where he was going to be first choice. He's done okay at Banfield. Yeah, I'm not saying that. He's that missing Lasciano more was, than his. I'm he's not saying that like, Machado was wrong to leave him out at River because he had far more competition at River. But I think, Simeon is going to, he's not going to be a spectacular but, striker. I doubt he'll ever play for the national but team. If, but I think he's going to. be if okay. He has
1: been good. He will good He would be a starter now. I mean, River brought back uh, bought uh, Alario and had to uh, keep a. Uh, Mora, when he had already signed something in in Arabia Arabia or whatever, and I think that if Boje and Simeone were good players, they would be first choice in River now, not on low. It's not like River has so that many strikers to spare and Uh keep on low. That's my theory.
0: (laughs) Next up, we have Mystic Sam's theme music, and afterwards, after this music, that is, you will hear Mystic Sam's predictions for the upcoming round of Classicals. Okay, here we go. As everybody knows, the form book goes out the window when a derby comes round, so when 10 derbies come round. This suggests that Mystic Sam, who got 10 out of 15 last weekend, by the way, um, is going to not do very well this weekend, but here we go. Defensa y Justicia versus Arsenal de Sarandí. I think he's going to be a Defensa y Justicia win. Atlético de Rafaela against Belgrano, which is not a derby, is going to be a draw. San Martín versus Godoy Cruz is a San Martín victory. Independiente versus Racing is going to be a decent game, but I'm going to go for a draw, because I don't know either side could win that one. Olimpo against Sarmiento, again, not at Derby, uh, is a draw, as it was about three weeks ago when they last met. (laughs) Um, Orocan against San Lorenzo, I'm going to go for a San Lorenzo win, but as Mariano's kind of hinted, be careful, because Orocan are going to be motivated for it. Nueva Chicago against Argentinos Juniors is a draw. Lanús versus Banfield is a draw. How <laughs> many <see> draws? <laughs> river plays against Boca Juniors, I'm going for a River win.
1: Or a draw? No. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm
0: gonna to go for River to Edge. I mean, there's only ever really one goal in the Superclásico, but, yeah. but I'm going to go for River to Edge. Um, Estudiantes ought to win the La Plata Derby with something to spare. Rosario Central are going to be overwhelming favourites for the Clásico Rosarino. Tigre against Venice Sabsfield, I think Tigre will get that much-wanted win against their non-existent classical <laughs> rivals that they were tweeting about. Um, Colón against Union is a draw if it finishes. <laughs> Templea against Quilmes is also a draw, but that one should be a pretty good game. I think there are going to be people perhaps looking at it and thinking, oh, it's just Temple against Quilmes, I'll give it a miss, but I think that one could be a decent match. And Aldo Cibi against Cruzeiro del Norte. It is a Crucero del Norte away match. So and you know what that means, don't you? Home It win. means they're going to lose. Alba Civi to win that one. Any particularly firm disagreements or agreements with any of those gents?
1: Absolutely not. I'm surprised, but I agree with Mystic Sam yes. this time. So, so it and that's <laughs> yeah, and that means that <laughs> bet exactly on the opposite of what we said.
2: <laughs> Andres? No, no, I, yes, same.
1: Like many I, I even agree with River. Pete in Boca, yeah, yeah, at home, they should win.
0: I called San Lorenzo winning last week as well, so... Well done. Fingers crossed. Um, on that note, ladies and gents, it's time to say thank you very much for listening, first of all. We hope that you enjoy the coming weekend of derbies and please join us again at the same time and in the same place next week. Thank you very much to our sponsors, the Argentina Independent, who provide fine English language coverage of news, current affairs, historical stuff, photo essays and all the rest of it from Argentina and across Latin America free of charge on argentinaindependent.com and on Twitter at argentinaindy thank you very much to them for their support and also thank you for being here and talking complete crap with me for the most part for the last hour or so to Mariano
1: thank you Sam, it was a pleasure
0: and welcome back, it was good to have you again <laughs> and to Andres thank you, goodbye and from me. Thank you and goodbye.